0: Blog talk Radio.
1: Good evening, and welcome to a very special edition of All You Need to Know Radio. Tonight, we get to talk with John J. Hargrove about his highly anticipated book, Beneath the Surface. John Hargrove's book is the story of a major corporation, SeaWorld, that breaks the heart and the dreams of a little boy that wanted to be a killer whale trainer, and sadly, John learns the whales' treatment of, from SeaWorld was not what he expected, and his dream sadly had to end. Beneath the Surface is a heartbreaking story that tells about John's personal life story, and now his lifetime journey to save the whales and get them out of captivity forever. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Everybody sit back, relax, and it starts right now.
0: Love Talk Radio. First you love me and I let you in. Made me feel like I was born again. You empowered me, you made me strong, built me up that I could do no wrong. I let down my guard, I fell into your arms. Forgot who I was, I didn't hear the alarms. Now I'm down on my knees, alone in the dark. I was blind to your game, you fired a shot in my heart. Good evening, everyone.
1: Welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John, and this is a special edition of our show. And we are going to have the amazing John Hargrove on our show, joining us here in just a few moments. The day we have been waiting on has arrived. We have talked to John about his movie, Blackfish and his endeavors with all of that but finally the day is here that we can talk about his long awaited book beneath the surface Mr Hargrove are you with us
0: I'm with you thank you for having me back
1: Absolutely sir well it's been a long time since we've talked to you for in on this show tell us what's been going on with Going on with you i know that you have had several appearances tell us what's going on
0: gosh you know it does feel like a long time doesn't it um well, you know so much was centered around getting the book ready getting it out and um, um promotion for the book and all the promotion for the books really started in the last two weeks um from different various radio programs um Tomorrow, I'll be on NPR, Fresh Air, for a full hour. Uh, I know they have 4.5 million listeners for that show. Tuesday morning, I'll be on CNN Live uh, for New Day. I'll go on live like at 8.15 to 8.20 Eastern Time. And then on Thursday, I'll be on Jon Stewart for The Daily Show, which I think is really cool, cause especially since he's retiring. And then uh, in, in the middle of all that, I've got more radio interviews, and I have a book signing tomorrow night, at pardon the noble, I got a book signing on Tuesday at the Google headquarters in Manhattan, and then, um, gosh, I really have to look at the schedule because they add stuff to it every day in the itinerary, but then I ultimately fly out in New York, I go to Seattle, and it's almost a different city every single day for like a two-week period. And, and, and in that, in those cities, not only giving book signings, but doing uh the local media in those cities. So it's going to be an intense couple of weeks, but you know what? I'm I am so ready for this. I'm so ready for it. I'm pumped up. Uh I didn't know how I, if I was going to be a little um anxious about it, stressed out about it, but I'm just ready to be look, I'm I'm ready for these stories to come out. I'm ready for people to know the truth. And uh just let SeaWorld even try to challenge me on any of these points and let's bring out those animal training records and let's see who's telling the truth.
1: Well, okay, so we are ready for the SeaWorld stories, you said, but let's back up real quick. Okay, so you have a brand new book coming out. First of all, guys, follow John on his Twitter page at John J. Hargrove. Make sure you follow All You Need to Know Radio at All Need Radio and follow us on our Facebook page because we have a very exciting announcement coming up at the end of this show that no one else is offering about John's book, and we are so excited. Like we were saying before, we've been talking to John Hargrove a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've talked to him quite a few times in the last few years. But now we are actually able to talk about the book the book that is going to change SeaWorld's life. In our opinion, it is going to change SeaWorld's life. And John has been doing media around the world, and let me tell you something. I got sent an email, an actually YouTube video, of you. I believe you were in the United Kingdom, and you got heckled on stage. Tell us about that.
0: Oh, yeah, that was just last week. So I went to London for a week, and there was an event that's put on by the Born Free Foundation and the World Citation Alliance, and it, and it had 15,000 people. It's the, it's the largest um, uh, venue in the world uh, for anti-captivity. So it was – and I had in the course of this, I had like uh, I think three panel discussions and six interviews and a presentation. So it was my first presentation, and it was in the large auditorium. And it was filled, so all, you know it was sold out. And um, there were a total of three hecklers, which uh, you know maybe just by coincidence, but they all three were American, which made people believe strongly that SeaWorld had sent them over. You know, I even possibly paid their expenses and everything to send them over to heckle. But um, it was really um, comical very amateurish, and uh, it just made them look terrible. Um, As I'm I'm up there, I'm talking about the deaths of Alexis Martinez and Don Branshaw, and then they try to charge the stage with a banner uh, that said, Hargrove is a hypocrite because I collected a paycheck from SeaWorld. And I just, you know, I think these people need to look up uh, what a hypocrite means in Webster's Dictionary. (laughs) So. I mean, obviously, I collected a paycheck while I worked at SeaWorld. I mean, that's been made very clear. Uh, the hypocrisy would come as if I was had left SeaWorld and I'm saying all these things against SeaWorld and I'm still collecting a paycheck from SeaWorld, which is obviously not happening. So to call me a hypocrite because I collected a paycheck from SeaWorld while I worked there, I just don't think that they had the intelligence to understand what that word means. Um, so... Uh, and well, absolutely. And,
1: you know, let me just tell you, I've watched the video and you handled yourself with like you're a seasoned speaker. I mean, it was like, well, I, that was better than coffee.
0: And <laughs> yeah, because it was so early and you know, you know, I'm not a morning person. So,
1: that's I mean, right. I was like,
0: you know, trying to wake up and I was like, oh, and I had like, I just guzzled this coffee down to try to like wake myself up. And I was like, well, wow, that. That worked better than the coffee did, and I mean, you know John, you really great about yourself out, though? While, though? Thank you very much, and you know who who helped me was the crowd, because I I didn't even need to do anything because the crowd just attacked them. There was the crowd was screaming at them to shut up, get out. You're paid by SeaWorld, World, you know, and um, security was all over them right away and ripped their banner out of their hands and. So, you know, they didn't accomplish anything other than make them look radical and stupid, which is so ironic because, you know, that's what they want to label anyone who is against, um, or I should say, uh, um, yeah, against captivity. They want to label those people as the crazy people and the radical people. And here you see it. I mean, these people had to fly if they were Americans. They had to fly to the UK. They had to pay admission price to get into this this event (coughs) excuse me. And then to look like complete, you know, crazy radicals. They didn't accomplish anything. They just got booed and yelled at and attacked by the crowd. So the crowd was awesome. I mean I just I, I didn't need to do anything, so I just went on, you know, after I thanked the crowd for being so supportive and Um, You know, and security was so fantastic; they handled it right away. I just went right on with my presentation. You know, well, and for somebody that, and for
1: somebody that actually saw it, you know, from around, I I saw it from a completely opposite side of the world. I mean, it made these people because of if if these people wanted to try to make you look bad, which you know they can't, because what you're talking about is the truth. It is honesty. Mm -hmm. It is what you feel in your heart. And, you know, what people need to understand out there is that SeaWorld, because of its actions, took the took away a little boy's dream of, of being a killer whale trainer. And people just don't understand that. They're going to understand that when they read your book. But because of what you were talking about and the immaturity, they looked pathetic because you really were did. talking about really the death did. of your really good friend.
0: It was really poor form, which I think I said, um, you know, I made light of the joke. I was like, well, partly what she said is correct. I did collect a paycheck, not a very big one, while I worked at SeaWorld, but very poor form there. And, um, you know, it's just, you're going to have, what I think is the saddest part about it all is is that these are people that are so um, vicious in their attacks um and and for what? Because they want these animals in captivity to be exploited for profit and entertainment. It's just it's that's what's like mind boggling to me is like you you have this such a aggressive stance and just such hatred for anyone who is trying to say that these animals don't belong in captivity. And so that's what you stand for? That's what you're vocal about? That's what you're proud of is that you're saying that these animals should be stripped away from their family, they should be artificially inseminated, they should be kept in these concrete pools, their lives should be taken from them, all so that people can be entertained and this corporation can make hundreds of millions of dollars of profit off of them every year. I mean, that to me is really disgusting on a cellular level to me. And I mean, to me, when I see people like that and have, the, and it's like that's what you believe and you stand for. I mean, we all have different opinions, and it's, we should embrace different opinions. But when it gets to something like this on this level, I mean, what is the where is the quality of a the human being and a person like this? I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see what kind of what kind of redeeming qualities could this could this person possibly have?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, you hit it on the head. There's just They're they're disgusting, is the best way to put it. Real quick, let's update everybody. Guys, if you're just joining us, you are listening to a very special edition of All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to listen to the show live, you can call 619-638-8513. That is 619-638-8513. I am your host, John, and I am joined by the amazing John Hargrove, who has a new book coming out, it is called Beneath the Surface, Killer Sea SeaWorld, and Beyond the Truth of Blackfish. This book comes out Tuesday, the 24th. Guys, run, don't walk to get this book. This book is going to open your eyes and make you really think twice about going to SeaWorld ever again in your life. And I can say that because I used to be a fan of SeaWorld. Until I heard about the captivity and just the way that Sea World does not care about the animals, and it's just well, really sad. But it, just just so you, you know, know, we do have John Hargrove on the phone with us. Make sure you follow John Hargrove on his Twitter at John J Hargrove. He's on Twitter. He'll and, and actually, guys, listen up to this. He actually will answer you. He actually is one of these celebrities. I can call you that now
0: because, Mr. Hargrove, you're uh, an author. I don't feel like a celebrity. How does that <laughs> I, uh, feel, though? You're an author. Well, it's getting, hard. it's getting harder for me to answer people, which I feel bad about. But, you know, it just becomes overwhelming when it gets too much. Like when in the beginning when it was only psych people. But now, I mean, it becomes so much. It's impossible. You spend your whole day. Answering, and you know, and then when you answer and you say one thing, they'll they'll say something else. So they want another response, and there's just not time to do it. And I feel bad because some people say the most amazing, heartfelt, sincere things, and they're doing amazing work. And I just sometimes just I can't, I don't have time to answer them. But you know, Sea World is so. To go back to your point, John, is you know. You know, SeaWorld is so scared about the knowledge that I have and sharing it that, you know, they, starting back in November, they started threatening me with lawsuits about the book. And um, I immediately hired um, a top 10 firm in the country for the last five years in a row, so a real pit bull powerhouse, as well as I had the attorneys from Macmillan. So, first, they sent a, 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 a legally threatening letter to me then to my attorneys, then to Macmillan, and then they even threatened to file an injunction to try to stop the book. So clearly SeaWorld does not want you to read what I have in my book. And the thing is is that, you know, you know how store I mean you have to go by the publisher and what they want and the editors and you know, so I wasn't even able to put everything in the book that I wanted. So there's so much more information. So you had Blackfish but she only had eighty three minutes. So it should put an amazing amount of uh, of uh information in that eighty three minutes. And then you have my book that's giving you this whole take on my fourteen year career uh that was spread out over nineteen years, but there's still so much more. And uh, you know, where I can give that information is in interviews. Uh and uh trust me, I mean SeaWorld SeaWorld's been freaking out about this book. And they still are, so we'll we'll see what they want to do but i I am not afraid of the fight against sea will their, their bullying tactics that they that they succeeded with for decades with trainers those days are over because those bullying well, tactics definitely don't work with me
1: until recently i'm not e- I haven't really even be, been being seen any media or anything directly targeting you, but I actually, you know, our research department did did some research, com- you know, coming up because we knew we were going to interview you, and there's actually an article out there by C T C T A C E N or I'm sorry,
0: C T C D Y O N A.
1: There you go. And it actually says three lies that SeaWorld fans believe about John Hargrove. And, John, I want to just ask you point-blank these questions because I want to get this out here because I know how honest you are. And I know that when people make these types of statements to you, you know, you're human, and you know that it's not true, but these people don't need to lie
0: about you. they, They were on my side. They were, I think the way they worded it was three lies that SeaWorld uh, wants people to believe about John Hargrove, so they they did it in a in a way of defending my character, which I greatly appreciated. Um, they've been supporters, you know, since the beginning. But yeah, go ahead, hit me with those questions.
1: All right, here we go. It says lie one: John Hargrove has not experienced has was not experienced with Killer Wells. Tell us why <laughs> that's not true.
0: Okay. Well, I know, I have um, a hard
1: time even actually getting those words out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just crazy. I'm the I,
0: I was one of the most experienced killer whale trainers in the entire corporation. I rose to the highest uh senior level rank um that you can rise to before management called a senior one. I swam with the most dangerous whales in the corporation, and then I was also a supervisor of killer whale training at Marineland in France training water work with killer that had never had trainers in the water before. And that's the reason why they hired me from America. And um, so, and then my career, um, it was spread out over a 19 year period. Cause I left at one point for five years, but so I had 14 years actual time and 12 of those 14 years was at, were at killer Whale, and only two were at sea lion when I was a very low level ranked trainer Um, which is normal because like even Dawn, um, you know, when she was uh, that level, the same as I was, she was sent to Sea Lion also. Like when you're not a high enough level rank yet to really work with the the whales, you need to go to Dolphin Stadium or Sea Lion Stadium and learn and make mistakes. And you can be bit and you can have aggressions and it's not going to kill you. So that's a normal career path. But for me to spend 12 of my 14 years all at Killer Whale, um and i've worked with 20 different killer whales in my career and at three different parks makes me um one of the most experienced killer whale trainers in the world so um, i would 100%
1: agree how long how long yeah. have you how many years have you specifically spent in the water with working with the killer whales
0: well, you know, the water work doesn't come right away because you have to be a certain level to have water work approval, and then plus you, you have to work with that whale dry, as we say, and have a dry relationship with them before you venture into the water. I started getting into the water with killer whales when I was 24, um, and I got out of the water uh, with killer whales when Dom was killed February twenty fourth, 2010. We were all pulled out of the water. So... Um, so that that entire time I was swimming with killer whales, except for that five years that I did leave the industry before I came back. So say uh ninety seven to through the end of two thousand two, beginning of two thousand three, and then I came back in oh eight. So uh uh oh eight to two thousand ten before Don was killed. And then I continued to work for two more years after that until 2000 August of 2012. But all of us were out of the water at that point. Well, I remember so that I have a lot, day very well too.
1: too. I remember that day very well when it hit the media that there was a killer well trainer killed. Ooh, that was just that was that was a heart stopping experience for me knowing you myself. So, um, okay, real quick, you thought uh, you thought uh, it, and, it might be to, me? I did. And I don't think I've ever told you that, but that's true. I mean, I was I was calling my mother and almost crying because I was so
0: scared it was you. So, well, that's very, that very that's nice kind of here to be kind of a personal interview there. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. And it, it makes me feel great that you were concerned about me. I appreciate, it, you know, because we all of us that could do that and have that level, you know, we ran that risk and unfortunately, um Don um you know she you know was not able to get out of that situation which is very tragic and neither was alexis martinez 60 days before him before her um so you know very sad i mean what a rough 60 days where we lost two kilowatt well trainers and not just drowned them i mean they they dismembered them so um very tragic deaths not pretty no,
1: not at all. And our hearts go out to Don, Don's family, and everyone out there. Okay, back to this article real quick. Lie number two oh, that yeah. SeaWorld fans seem to believe about you, John. John Hargrove was <laughs> fired from SeaWorld. Were you fired from <laughs>
0: SeaWorld? No, and I actually, I I certainly have the uh, um the, the emails to prove that I uh, resigned. And that's why you won't hear SeaWorld say that because, you know, SeaWorld certainly knows. And if if they if SeaWorld ever tried to say that they fired me, they'd be popped with a lawsuit real quick because um, that would be clear defamation could be damaging. But, you know, I was given uh, to a certain uh, limit. Uh, uh, at I was given, I think, until 5 o'clock on the 17th to either say I'm returning back to work because I'd taken medical leave on my right knee uh, for three months because, um, I you know, a lot of cartilage destruction. I was getting uh, hyaluronic acid injections into just from years of kilowatt water work. So I was given, you know, my deadline was 5 p.m. that Friday. I think it was a Friday. 5 p.m. Um, to either say, yes, I'm coming back to work or no, I resign. And I sent them the email, which clearly is time-stamped, 4.58 p.m., and I said I am resigning my position. So there's absolutely no way that they can argue that they fired me in any way, shape, or form. It's very clear that I resigned my position. And also, too, um, you know, I get medical benefits because of the injuries that I sustained at work, and you cannot get those benefits if you're fired. You can only get those benefits if you resign because of your injuries, which is exactly what I did. So it's further proof that I clearly was not fired.
1: Once again, everybody, if you're just joining us, this is a very special edition of All You Need to Know Radio. We have the pleasure of speaking with John Hargrove, and we have talked to Mr. Hargrove several times, but today we're talking about his very, very, Exciting book that people are just biting their nails off to read. And I know people that are not excited to read this, and that is the Board of Directors at SeaWorld.
0: <laughs> the name of the book is
1: called Beneath the Surface Killer Whales SeaWorld and Beyond the Truth Blackfish. This book is available for pre order right now. You can go to our Facebook at All You Need to Know Radio or our Twitter, All Need Radio, and we have a link where you can pre-order it now. Or if you want to walk in a store and get it off a shelf and actually hold it in your hands, that is going to happen on the 24th, Tuesday. Make sure you go out and get the book, guys. We need to make sure that people are aware of what is going on. Now, that we've talked about the book a little bit, John. Tell us a little bit about what this book is going to be about. Tell us what the public can expect from beyond, you know, beneath the surface.
0: Well, I went into the book with the goal that I was not going to personally attack any person, even though people who turned on me, friends I had had for 20 years, best friends even, uh, but because I had chosen to speak out, they, you know, turned on me pretty viciously. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm just going to write about my 14-year career. I'm going to give all the high points, and I'm going to give all the low points. I'm just going to give the true story of what it is like to be a killer whale trainer for SeaWorld. And and then it makes it's very clear. I mean, you don't have to do a lot of thinking when you see the true story and what really happens to realize that there is a huge moral and ethical dilemma Here, but what turned out was there were so many negatives and so many horrific situations that happened that it 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 naturally just became a tell-all book about SeaWorld and it was funny because even during the writing I would like try I'd be like oh I shouldn't say that it's like I was still almost in the mindset where I felt like I needed to protect them in some way and this is where it gets very much into that cult-like behavior you know when people you know find it impossible to leave a cult or uh once they do they really struggle with it and it messes with their mind and you know SeaWorld killer whale training um is is very um similar there's a lot of uh similarities to um cult like behavior and the way that you know yeah look they 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 use psychological tactics on you to keep you and to keep you silent um and then once they feel like they're losing control of you, they start threatening you and then if you do leave and you do try to speak out, they use their army of lawyers and they know that they don't pay their trainers uh money, and they just uh force these trainers into silence by making them settle, um, you know, because there's been so many near fatalities, and trainers sued for negligence, and then Seaworld just buried them in court costs, forced them into a ridiculous settlement that was sometimes as low as just one year's salary, but then they got what they wanted the most, which was the gag order, that they could never talk about it. And so this is a tactic that SeaWorld has used the 80s at least, and that's what I know. That's what I know of. So they've been doing it from the eight, since the 80s. And uh, you know, with me, they clearly thought they were going to try to bully me and shut me up by threatening me with a lawsuit, threatening an injunction to stop the book. That doesn't work with me, one. And especially it doesn't work with me when I'm so represented, well represented, by a powerhouse law firm. And the powerhouse attorneys at McMillan. I mean, we're not dealing with some mom and pop shop here. I mean, McMillan is one of the largest, and um, you know, publishers in the world. And I mean, these people have an incredible legal team. And um, and then the the legal team that I hired separately. Um, I mean, they are you know, they're definitely a powerhouse. I have some great attorneys, so you know, they hit back hard. They're just like, you know, you're not going to silence our client. If you think that you're going to silence him, you're mistaken. He has a right to speak about his life and his experience, and you're not going to take that away from him. He has a First Amendment right. So we're not going to be bullied. You're not going to scare him away, and we're going to make sure of it. So I feel very, very protected. And um, SeaWorld can bring on any fight they want because they cannot battle me on the truth. I was not only there and saw it, I did it. I did those things. I know well, all you know, the ins and outs.
1: The one, the one thing that I think Seaworld also uses against the trainers is your relationship that you build with the Wells. I mean, I know that you in particular, there was a love relationship. I mean, there was an emotional attachment. That had to be yeah, part they know of the league.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that gets lost in this this battle and, and all the interviews that I do. I mean, what people don't understand is that, you know, more than getting stressed out about, you know, potential lawsuits and, you know, doing a good job in interviews and trying to be articulate and get your point across and resonate with people is that, you know, I lost the most valuable thing, I say things, but you know, beings, really, uh, in my life. This was my childhood dream. I had relationships with these animals for years and years and years, and they meant everything to me, and I lost them, and I had to treat it like a death. And it, it affects me greatly. I mean, I have to really kind of just still push it out of my mind, especially losing an animal like Takara, who I'd worked with for so many years, and feeling like I abandoned her, you know, I went on with my life. I live in New York now and, you know, all this. And, you know, she's stuck. She doesn't have that choice to go on with her life. She's stuck and treated as a baby machine and repeatedly artificially inseminated. And her calves are taken away from her. And she lives in uh, blue painted concrete walls. And, you know, that kills my soul that I could not save her. You know, so that's why the next best thing is that I tell people her story, who she is, why she's so special, what she gave me. So I feel like, you know, with me, it's like, you know, um, this is, I owe these whales this much. You know, they gave me so much in my life, and I owe them the, the pressure cooker jumping into the fire to tell the truth knowing that you're going to get the haters and you're going to get the stupid, cowardly comments from a Twitter keyboard, probably some 15-year-old that, you know, they never, they're never they so cowardly they won't even reveal their true identity. And you're going to get those stupid, hateful comments. But I think any you put yourself out there on any issue and you take a stance, you you open yourself up to ridicule, ridicule, and you just have to have a thick skin about it. And I can assure you, I could care less what those people think, because if that's what they stand for, that they want to keep these animals in slavery and captivity, I, why would I even be the slightest bit bothered of what what your opinion of me is? Yes. You know, the, the the opinions that matter are the people like these Assemblyman Richard Bloom, Democrat in, in California that proposed the Orca Welfare and Safety Act and asked me to spon- co-sponsor it, which I did. You know, New York State Senator Republican Greg Ball, who asked me to help him with uh, the Blackfish Bill up in New York, and I went to Albany in the state capitol. These are the things uh, that truly matter. These are the people that truly matter that are on the right side of history. And as long as um, I'm good with those people, that's what matters to me, not some cowardly 15-year-old that is so upset with me because they felt like, you know they wanted to be a killer whale trainer, and they felt like I've taken that dream away from them. You know I don't really have it; it doesn't bother me. It's it's laughable if I ever see it. I mean I don't go out and seek it out because you know it's, more, it's just a waste of time. But whenever I'll hear something about it, I mean it's mostly it's just embarrassed. You you feel embarrassed for those people more than anything.
1: Well, you know I've listened and watched all the interviews that you've done, and that's the reason I wanted to bring this back to the. To the heart of you that I know, of asking you, you know, uh, that SeaWorld uses the whales emotional, that you get the emotional attachment with the whales, and that gets lost when everybody wants to, in these interviews, people just want to pit you against SeaWorld, and they just want to get, they don't want to see that there is a human situation here of emotion, Mm -hmm.
0: That well, and I was, this was and your I was childhood told dream it. that you can't yeah, do. I, my, emotionally, my identity anymore. Yeah, it was my you know, identity for my entire life since I was six and you know, and I had to leave it. Although I still feel it is my identity because I'm very much I mean I mean every day I feel like I'm giving an interview or scheduling some event, and of course, you know blackfish led into the book, so it's still very much i mean the the core part of my life. but you know, I know I'll never see those wells again and but i've accept i've accepted I've accepted that, but it was hard, and it was a process, but it was devastating to me when I did, and you can read about that in the book, just how devastating that was to me to realize that you know I couldn't change it from within. I tried. I thought, because of my level and my experience that I could change those things to those whales, but um you just you can't you can't fight the corporate machine and uh from the from the inside, but you can certainly, as I have learned, fight it from the outside, especially when all these amazing people have mobilized you know like listen, I'm giving people facts, and I'm telling them my story and my life and my experience, but you have these people out there that are so passionate about this issue and have mobilized together and are so motivated that they that's what made this take a life of its own and put all this, you know, devastating pressure on SeaWorld. And uh, and then it's now, you know, kept me, you know, where people are wanting more and more information from me because I have it. But, you know, using that psychological approach, you know, I remember towards the end, it was in my last year, And they started sensing that I was going to leave, and they were fearful because of all the information I had at my level. And I was pulled aside by a senior manager, which I also speak about in the book. And um, I was told directly, um, you better not leave, speak out, because you're going to hurt the whales. And that played a major, 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 Mm, I mean, they just – Yes, it and it it messed with my mind a lot. Like it took me weeks to process through that. Weeks because my initial gut reaction is I don't want to hurt these whales. So I shouldn't speak out because I it's going to hurt them. And you and you have to just process through that and realize again this is where it's cult-like behavior. And, you know, they trap you by that emotional connection that you have with these animals and how much you love them. And, you know, what it reminds me of, too, is like women who are abused by their husbands. You know, at first, they're scared of their husbands when they first start to get beat. But then they eventually, they get resilient and they fight back. And they say, I'm not letting, you know, this is over. I'm not letting you hit me anymore. But then the husband gets smarter and he says, all right, well, you're not afraid of me anymore, but I'm going to hurt the kids or I'm going to hurt your parents. And then, you know, it traps the wife even more because they're like, she's like, I was willing to take those chances, but I can't take those chances on my kids or on my parents. And, you know, that's exactly what they were doing with me by playing the whale card, by saying, if you leave, you're going to hurt them because they knew I was done with them. They knew I was I had no more respect for them. And, um, you know, and I was fighting for the whales every single day. So they, you know, they, uh, you know, they wanted to play that card. And it, it worked for a few weeks until my mind cleared. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not hurting these whales. I've tried this. I've tried whales for the last three years, and I didn't get anywhere, anywhere but get in trouble. The only hope that these whales have is to leave and to speak out and to mobilize people. And that's exactly what's happened. And that's why their company has lost more than 50% of its value since Blackfish came out. I mean, John, do you know of a company out there that loses uh, more than 50% of its value in like an 18-month period and survives? No, I do not. (laughs) I do
1: not. <laughs> so, especially well, I mean, a publicly just, traded company. I mean, the board of directors is going to clean house when this is all said and done. If this company is still even a viable company.
0: Well, and look at Ringling Brothers. Ringling Brothers just historically made the decision. I never thought I would have seen this in my life. They and they know they made it. And part of their uh, their public statement. Um, the PR statement, they said, because of of, uh, animal welfare issues and a shifting of what our consumers want, we are retiring all of our captive elephants to an elephant sanctuary by the year 2018. That's in three years. So how sad that now Ringling Brothers, which is a circus, is more progressive on animal rights than SeaWorld is, which to me, I think is, In a way, great, because it's even more egg-in-the-face to SeaWorld. Like, now you've got Ringling Brothers that is beating you out. It's just like, how can they not see the writing on the wall? People don't want to see this anymore. People are educated enough now. They're wise enough now. They realize that these animals should not be in captivity. And if SeaWorld's going to continue to try to fight that, they're digging their own grave, and I do not feel sorry for them. They had Absolutely every not. opportunity, John, to change over the years and they chose not to. Every choice No, every, and I mean there's even government
1: actions. There's even government lawsuits and federal actions that are pending yeah. against SeaWorld that they and they still don't make changes. So that that it completely and utterly just blows my mind that you have the government hanging over your head watching what you're doing and you do Absolutely
0: nothing to try to nothing. resolve the situation. Nothing at all. So, just complete like we're not changing. You know, C- CEO Jim Atchison before it forced him out, one of his last public comments was, We don't we're not apologizing for what we do or how we do it. That was his quote. And that says it all. And uh and it was just the tank had that day that their tank uh their stock had tanked thirty three percent just in one day and they were still making comments like that. So it just shows you the 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 company that you're dealing with that uh they have no intentions of changing and um that's fine because guess what? One way you're gonna be forced to change whether you like it or not. You know you're not the, the all powerful entity that entity that you think that you are or that you want were because the public has turned against you. And you may still have your small clan of pro captivity, pro SeaWorld supporters, but I can assure you assure you that these people that rush the the uh the um the the platform where I'm giving the presentation with their makeshift banner, those are not the powerful people that are gonna do you any favors. You know, but the politicians, the senators, the assemblymen and women, the members of Congress that are all on our side, these are the people that are going to say, you know, if if your if your stock doesn't tank so far that you go under, um, we're we're changing the laws, and you're not going to be able to do this whether you want to or not. So it's coming. And, and I think the, the writing on, the, on
1: wall. the wall is for that. And I think the change is coming. I do want you to respond to one thing because believe it or not. SeaWorld has pulled their head out of the sand and they sent this response and I think you're already aware of this response, but I want to make sure the public knows what you think of this response. This says SeaWorld okay. responds to John Hardgrove's book Beneath the Surface. And this is Sea this is from response. the
0: this is from the this is from the Bloomberg interview that I did February twenty sixth. That's
1: right. It says despite okay. the false claims. From John Hargrove and other extreme animal rights advocates, we provide the highest standard of care. I can't even say this without laughing. We provide the highest standard of care as noted by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums and are highly regulated by the federal government. Our (laughs) wells are are healthy and thriving. What's your response to that, Don?
0: Okay, well, first they they used the word activist instead of advocate, um, which I think you got – it was a little difficult to make out which word you used there. But okay, first of all, um, it, anyone who speaks out against them, they immediately label you as an extremist and this radical animal rights activist. Um, I am so far from a radical animal rights activist. Um you know, but if you speak out against them, this is this is a method that they have used over and over and over again in the years, throughout the years, to try to just label these people as crazy, so that they can try to hopefully discredit, take away any credibility that they have. So you know, here they are finally lumping me into that group of people trying to discredit me when. Anybody who knows me and knows the career that I had and w- what I'm speaking about, I am not out there screaming with a megaphone. Which I'm glad there are actually people that do that. I'm just not the one. That's not my role. Um, you know, I'm not attacking people. I'm not rushing people during their presentations with banners. That you know, and you know, just ridiculous stuff. Those are those are radical extremist activists you know, not the people who are just trying to speak calmly and give people the facts. Um and then as far as, you know, highly regulated by the government, I guess they're forgetting that they got sued by the government and they lost. I guess they're forgetting that point. And then they tried to take it uh appeal after appeal after appeal and they lost every single appeal. The only appeal left was to try to take it to the Supreme Court and they wisely chose not to try to take it because they knew, look, we've lost every single time leading up to this. Do we really think that we're going to win the Supreme Court? So they chose not to. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, the federal government sued them and won. So, highly regulated by the federal government, I think, is a, a very laughable statement. I mean, talk about short memories or just like total delusion. Um, and then, uh, I mean, their animals are healthy. Oh, give me a break. It's so sad how unhealthy these animals are. I mean, you know how many killer whales in my career that every single day were on medications every single day of their life to treat ailments that were caused by captivity? Um, one of the most common ones was ulcers that were brought upon by, um, chronic stress and it was because you had animals in a captive situation that causes stress. You had incompatible animals that were in together that were always fighting, which caused chronic stress. So we were we were treating um you know, many of our whales every day with a drug called tagamant for ulcers. And um just because they were that stressed out and you and then you know all of the whales have damaged teeth and about 50% of them are so damaged we have to manually drill their teeth because they get abscesses and and will die they do not that does not happen in the wild and um you know and there's never been a killer whale at SeaWorld that's lived um their entire life expectancy they've all died tragically short lives but yet they have the audacity to sit there and say our animals are are healthy and thriving. It's just it's just completely false. Just completely false. And I, I think that I don't sums say it that up right my, there. Yeah, I
1: think it sums it up right there. The statement is just completely false. That it's sums it up made right up. there. It's,
0: it's, it's just PR. It's PR BS, and nobody's buying it anymore. And I will make sure I do everything I can do to to list all the things that have happened with our whales and how whales have died. I mean, listen, we've had two whales that have died from mosquito-transmitted encephalitis. And Mm. they would never, because in the wild, they don't encounter mosquitoes. So this huge, incredible apex predator is not equipped to handle a mosquito bite. But in the middle of Texas, in the middle of Florida when these animals are in captivity in such tight enclosures and they're just resting for these long periods of time at the surface of the water, they're just getting eaten up with mosquitoes. Well, the mosquitoes that carry encephalitis, they get bit by just one of those, and it's killed two of our whales. Now, you explain to me how you you can honestly say with a straight face that your animals are healthy and thriving when they're dying of diseases that they would not die from in the wild. I mean, the,
1: the, it's, it's just heartbreaking when I, when I, when I listen to your response and I try to re I try to read this and I try to be, I try to be someone that is trying to see both sides, but I just don't see the other side. I mean, they're just making a lot of money and they're not even taking care of the will. So it just, it's, it's just heartbreaking. It's disgusting. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Everybody, you are listening to All You Need to Know Radio. We are on a commercial free, and it seems like John Hargrove is being so kind and generous and giving us a lot of his time, answering questions I've never heard him answer in any other interview. John Hargrove has a brand new book coming out that is just going to blow everyone's mind about the truth, the heart of this book. It is called Beneath the Surface. You can get it everywhere on 20, March 24th on Tuesday. You can go to you can go to all you need to know radio's Facebook and and Twitter page, and you can pre-order the book either on Amazon or on Bar- at Barnes and Noble. Um, okay, John, I want you to think about this real quick. This is a very serious question, so I want you to think before you answer. Are you ready?
0: I love these kind of questions. Shoot.
1: You're sitting in a you're sitting in a room with the board of directors of SeaWorld. You can say anything you want to them. What do you say?
0: Anything I wanted to, like not have to be professional, not have any of those restrictions, not any of that, just like truly like like almost meeting somebody out in the schoolyard for a fight like that.
1: Talk from your heart.
0: I would just say to them that um um that they are morally bankrupt people that have taken the lives of incredibly intelligent social animals that may have a greater intelligence of even our own, and they have taken them from their from their life, stripped them from their families, killed their family members in the process, all for profit. All for greed, all for exploitation, and how could you possibly even look at yourself in the mirror the next day? And that you, you know, you just there's no uh, redeeming quality to these people at all. That's where I say in the book, I, 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 there is no, there is no soul. There, there is no soul there. This is just about money, and they don't care what happens they don't care what they have in the wells as long as they keep them alive because they're worth a lot of money, fifteen to twenty million dollars alive so they they care about them to that extent, but past that point, they don't care if they separate. They made that very clear they don't care if they separate mothers from calves they don't care if they artificially inseminate at uh, unnaturally young ages. They don't care what stress. Look, when they moved a car from, from Florida to, to Texas, she was seven months pregnant when they transported her, and after they stripped her away from her three-year-old son, Trua. So they took her away from her three-year-old son, which was the second calf they had taken from her, and then they ship her off to another park while she's seven months pregnant. There is no way... Someone can tell me that that does not put that animal at, at a higher like a stress level and risk level of something happening to her. But did they care? No. Why? Because they wanted her in Texas. So they did not what was in the best interest of the whale, but what was in the best interest of the company. And that has See, been my world, entire experience with them. a world you need to be them. on alert.
1: This book, Beneath the Surface, is coming out in- You need to change your ways. Be human. Take care of these animals. It is what is right. It is what is called for by the law. And we're watching you. We're watching you, Board of Directors of SeaWorld, SeaWorld Entertainment. You must do the right thing. Don, you have 30 seconds to tell the public why they should go by beneath the surface.
0: I think people want just an honest account from someone who was on the inside and lived that life. And I can tell you from firsthand experience from so many years how incredibly special these animals are in so many ways and why that makes this such an atrocity, what has happened to them, and that we all have the power now and the wisdom and the education to do something about it. And I just think that this will hopefully resonate with people and truly get it if they didn't understand before. And that will register with them that this is, this is not morally or ethically acceptable to keep these animals in captivity. And we can truly, I, I, we are going to end it. It's only a matter of time. But I hope that the more people that buy the book, you know, the faster that day will come. And let's give it to them These whales deserve it I mean the elephants deserved it With Ringling Brothers These whales deserve it at SeaWorld And we and people have the power
1: That's right Now John from we, we can't do much for you here But we definitely want to do this for you We want to tell you how much we appreciate Your courage Your character And your heart And this is from all of us From All You Need to Know Radio And me personally
0: Thank, listen, That means a lot to me, and I really appreciate it. I'm hearing some static, so I don't know if you can hear me or not. But uh, it means a great deal to me. Thank you very much.
1: All right, my friend. Thank you so much for giving, tr- telling us your story. Thank you for sharing it with the world. The world is going to be a better place because of beneath the surface. Guys, everybody thank go out and get beneath the surface. It is going to be an, it's going to be an eye thank opener for, it's going it's going to make you cry it's going to make you laugh and it's going to make you get into the heart of a young kid that had his dreams crushed when he found out the corporation he was working for
0: was not
1: taking care of the
0: animals the way he was being told. Go ahead, John. Or the trainers. Or the trainers. And I just want to, you know, I just think that people will really get it how incredible these animals truly are and what their capabilities are. And I think that when people really see that, they're going to get that how wrong it is what's happening and take action. And, and, um, you know people deserve the truth i mean people are sick of the sea world propaganda and their little glamorized commercials which are you know mean absolutely nothing um people are ready for the truth and i i appreciate you having me back on and giving me the platform to just bring more awareness um and i hope that people will watch the uh the other media that's coming up this week, because um, real quick, tell
1: us for your tell us the media that's going to happen this week. I want to make sure guys listen up, make make sure you write this on your calendars and tune in. John, where can people see and hear you?
0: Okay, so the big ones this week are NPR Fresh Air that has 4.5 million listeners. Um, I was trying to it airs tomorrow. I recorded it a couple of days ago, but it airs tomorrow. I think they put it on so on their on. Um, you can go to their website, and then after by three o'clock, it's on their podcast. And it's a whole hour. It's an interview with just me. They do bring in a couple of SeaWorld executives to challenge a couple of parts of my book, but uh, I feel pretty confident that I pretty, I pretty much eviscerated them on those comments. And then. Um, the next one is on Tuesday morning, CNN uh, New Day with Chris Cuomo. Uh, I go on live sometime between eight fifteen and eight twenty, which that's going to be a hard from a hard one for me with <laughs> and that's my time, lack right? of morning skills. Say it and again. That's
1: New York time.
0: Yeah, so eight fifteen to eight twenty live Eastern. So I don't know if in different markets like the West Coast, it might not. I'm, I doubt it would run live. So probably do tape delay for you know, get people a chance to wake up. But it'll run live on the eastern seaboard for sure. And then on Thursday, I'll be on John Stewart for The Daily Show. And I'm stoked about that because he's awesome and he's retiring. So this is one of the last interviews he's doing, which I think is a privilege. And, um, you know, all this is just going to bring more attention and more awareness to this issue, and that's what we need. And that's what, trust At- me, SeaWorld is hating Hating at the moment, hating.
1: Absolutely, guys. And also, coming up, John Hargrove is going to be doing a book tour, signing his books. And make sure that you go to our Facebook page because we are going to give away two copies of his book, and John Hargrove is going to sign them. Did you know that, John?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, everything you've done for me, that's easy. That's easy. And, you know, if it goes to someone who really wants to read the book, I, I've, I'd i lo- love to sign it. It'd be my pleasure. But I'll be in, you Absolutely. know, I'll, book signings in New York, Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, Malibu, and then back to New York. And in the summer, uh, in the Hamptons and the south of France. So, That's um, right, guys. And
1: we'll post all of his uh, book signings on our Facebook and Twitter. You can go to All You Need to Know Radio on Facebook and All You Need to Know on Twitter. Hashtag Beneath the Surface, guys. Tell us what you think about our interview with John Hardrow. Make sure you rush to your store or even pre-order the book, Beneath the Surface, Killer Whales, Sea World, and The Truth Beyond Blackfish. It will be in stores everywhere. This is a highly anticipated book. It is going to be amazing. Take it from us. Don, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me and allowing me the opportunity to bring more awareness. I greatly appreciate it. It means a lot.
1: Absolutely. You've got to come on and talk to us once you uh, slow down a little bit with your schedule, my friend, okay?
0: And I can sleep after I sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. That maybe is can, John Hardrove. you
0: can call and wake me up on Tuesday morning and make sure I don't oversleep Could for that get on CNN. New day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I can make That's it on right, um, CNN New day, I'll be all right.
1: That's right. That I'm is John Hardrove. We can add author to his bio. That's right. Beneath the Surface comes out everywhere. March 24th in the United States. Go to our Facebook and Twitter, and you can pre-order it right now. We will have a link right there. Uh, March 24th, that book is going to be in stores. If they don't have that book in your stores, ask for the manager and say, you want Beneath the Surface. With that, I'm John, your host. This is All You Need to Know Radio. On this special edition, we are celebrating John Hargrove releasing Beneath the Surface get that book have a great evening take care of each other keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all is good night yeah,